Hey, hey, y'all, and welcome to Should Have Been Thursday. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelly. <laughs> cheers. Cheers with the plastic cup. That was a weak-ass cheers, y'all. <laughs> we hope you had a wonderful holiday with your families. Uh, the script originally says we're coming at you today from our vacation house at beautiful Lake Anna, Virginia, but we never made that happen. So instead, we're coming at you from the round table in my kitchen at 1.30 in the afternoon, stone cold sober, three days into uh, driest January. So I thought you were going to hide that part. Well, it, I'm, I, I screwed myself by putting it in here. So anyway. By the way, I'm, I'm going to start with... I have two things for you at the end around should have been a critic. Uh-huh. But since you said dry January, yeah, I hate dry January. I know. Well, Kelly, you hate dry January because it's your birthday month. I do. But also, I saw this thing yesterday that said, dry January. Let's make the worst month of the year even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. I saw one that said, um, I'm doing dry January. I'm still drinking. My humor is just going to be drier. <laughs> Actually, our friend last year, who is always down for a good time, she didn't drink in January, which was fine. She still came out. She was still a lot of fun. And then on February 1st, she texts me and she goes, so results from dry January. Uh, didn't lose one pound and I'll never do that again. I said, okay, well, thank you for doing the data for me. Yes. Thanks for collecting the information for all of us to not ever do it again. Because let's be clear, even no matter what month it was, on a Wednesday at one thirty, we probably wouldn't be drinking. That's, that's true. So, I mean, we're not that bad off people. True. So. I should be working, but today is my last day of vacation. I'm going to bring that up. Actually, okay. Getting things started the right way. Kick this off with the super talented. And I say that because we all got to hear you sing on the 12 Days of Fatness, the super talented co-host of mine, Kelly. So last time you told us you were aspiring to be on vacation. And now that you're coming to the end of this, living this dream, tell us what you should not have been. Well, as you, as Courtney knows well, I don't get my nails done often. Mm. Maybe pedicure, different story. Manicure, though, two to three times a year, tops. Maybe more this year. I don't know. I'm on a good track. <laughs> but in December, I got them done twice. And I should not have been a nail technician. <laughs> Why? The amount of Karens that oh. these poor ladies need to deal with. I, both times I was, I go to the same place. Both times I was there, there was major complainers for literally no reason. I hate that for them. It was not because they were doing a bad job. It was not because they weren't doing what was asked of them. It was the people they were dealing with. Mm, I hate that. You could pretty much ruin my nails and I wouldn't say a word. Uh, yes. And that, that has happened to me before. <laughs> I know you've had the wrong color. Um, my, my mom likes to get her nails done. We like to do it together. Uh, maybe two, three times a year, just like you. Usually if she's paying for it, I'm more interested in it. Um, but she, the last time we went, she was like hooting and hollering when they were like cutting her cuticle. And I'm like, mom, you got to stop. <laughs> You gotta stop. She's gonna kill me for telling that. But <laughs> all right, so should not have been a nail technician. Karens. Everywhere. No, it's really the Karens, and I know they're everywhere. They I are. know, dependent, you know, retail industry, blah blah blah. But they really came out in full force at the two times a year that I have gone to the and you salon. went 
around the holidays too. So I'm sure yes. the Karens are. They the were at heightened level. Holiday Karen is even worse than regular Karen. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, I hear you. I wouldn't be that either. I, something else I, I can't, should not have been is someone who maintains a nice manicure. I can't do it. Oh. God didn't make me that way. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. I can't do it. Look at my middle finger. I know. I see. After like the, three days, I'm sick of whatever color. Off. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Can't play instruments with a manicure either. So it's a, well, thank you, Kelly. That was a good one. You're that welcome. was a good one. Okay. I've been sitting on a couple stories, y'all. Two of these are mini stories. And one of these stories Okay, there's going to be one story that's spotlighted and a little background. So this week should have been is something almost all of us have had to interact with in our lifetimes. And actually, I come from a long line of this type of person. and It's always intrigued me. This episode, our should have been is should have been a mechanic. You hear that firecracker in the back of this? Yes. Oh, nice. That's all for y'all. <laughs> That's to memorialize the fireworks we did not set off on New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, so do you have any mechanics in your family? Um, no. I don't, I don't know what it is about my family, but we have a lot of mechanics. And my uncle, amazing mechanic, I still call him for a second opinion. I spent time at his mechanic shop near Pittsburgh watching him and my grandfather work on like antique cars. That kind of thing fascinates me. And it takes a really, really smart person to be able to do like diagnostics and figure out problems. So shout out to all my mechanic family because you're like car doctors and I think you're vital to society. But not everyone has a trustworthy mechanic in their life like I do. So this first story is going to touch on that a little bit. Okay, and um, I'm going to start out saying the first two stories are about my best friend who Kelly knows very well and Kelly's sister. And then the third story is someone anonymous who I can't say who she is. So it's going to kill me and it's going to be really hard to not slip up. So well, you just said she. she. <laughs> well, the whole story, you'll know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family. Um, and she was working really hard on the rest of the family to not be anonymous. So it might, I'm going to try really hard, but I might have to ask for forgiveness. Okay, so first story. Bad mechanics. Okay, so several summers ago, my best friend Katie had gotten into a car accident. And um, Katie has made several driving whoopsies in her lifetime, like the time she wrecked in a Target parking lot on the same day, 400 miles away. I also wrecked in a Target parking lot. <laughs> you guys share many things in common. One of them is bad driving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, this particular time. The story I'm telling today was not her fault. She was vacationing in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, y'all, with her family, and she got rear-ended. Clean, clean, cut and dry. She got rear-ended. But the damage was so bad, she had to leave her car in South Kakalaki to get fixed. So a month or so later, she's going back to Myrtle Beach to vacation with us, so she just picks up her car when she comes back. So the husbands are taking the kids somewhere, and Katie and I are going to go shopping. And on the way, they're dropping us off at Katie's car so she could pick it up for the first time. They take us to the mechanic. Katie does the whole like song and dance with the guy, gets her keys. Off we go. I don't know if she just didn't like the mechanic or the guy that helped her or what, but from the beginning, she kind of felt like she had the heebie-jeebies. And then five minutes into driving the car, she's like, something isn't right. 
And I was like, okay, what do you mean? Was it not in alignment? Did it not steer right? She goes, no, something isn't right. It's none of those things. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong. So after about 10 minutes of her talking about something being off, we have to park the car. Puts it in park, inspects the whole thing, not just like the outside. And I mean, we don't like lift the hood because we wouldn't know what we were looking for, but she's like climbing into the car, climbing out of the car, opening the trunk, climbing in the trunk, makes me shut the trunk while she's still in it. She's like, <laughs> something isn't right. And so we, we get back in the, she's in the driver's seat on the passenger seat and she looks me dead ass in the face and she goes, Courtney, this isn't my car. I think the mechanic switched out my car with this one. I was like, um, you sound insane. <laughs> like, this is your car. She's like, no, it's not. I know my car. I, you know, I drive it all the time. This isn't it. This is a different car. So I start to point out to th- things to her, like, you know, look at this sticker on your car. This is definitely your car. Or look how there's still indentations in the seats from the car seats. So I, I'm trying. But she's convinced. So we have to stop what we're doing and go find the guys so she can talk to her husband about this, like, switcheroo the, co- the um, mechanic has done on her car. So finally, Corey, who's usually the voice of reason in the four of us, says, well, let me pull up the VIN number or something like that. So he gets the VIN number out and proves to Katie. He convinces her this is the same same car. And LB... You know, I can't tell the story without including him. <laughs> Being the kind human he is, he doesn't want Katie to feel like she's crazy. But because he doesn't exactly know how to approach a situation like that, he said, Katie, I can see where you were coming from. She's like, thank you. And he goes, because this car is unrecognizable because it's actually clean for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and we all were like, oh. That's not nice. But she was like, true, true, valid, valid. So Katie, that's Katie's, I mean, she legit thought, I don't know what she thought he gave her, like an identical car, the same colors. Just a clean, detailed car. Yeah, that's why I didn't, she couldn't recognize it. Just so so out of the ordinary. And the next story is the one we've been begging for from Alicia. So we heard about Alicia's Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. And we've heard some other stories about Alicia, but this was one she had told me that she had a story for when I had put some feelers out on the should have been Thursday Instagram. She said, Ooh, I've got a mechanic gas station story. I've got a good one. And then radio silence. Poof. Yeah. Kelly tried to help Roger. So she's, she's pulled through. <laughs> I had to ask her. And did she say she, that you could use her name clearly? Cause it's been used. That's too late. <laughs> Actually, I may not have specifically asked permission on this one, but it's way too late. <laughs> okay. So. This story isn't directly a mechanic story. So now we're transitioning into mechanics and gas stations. Okay. So only because I couldn't come up with a way to say should have been a gas station person, gas station owner. I just thought mechanics sounded better. And then I could shout out to my family. So, you know, here we go. Alicia was, picture this, 2020 and needs to refuel her vehicle. And it's the height of the pandemic. Like when things are really crazy, when we're like, wiping off, you know, every pretzel stick before we put it in our mouth. Okay. And she was trying to be a rule follower, which she claims to be. Do you think she's a rule follower? Yes, she's a rule follower. Okay. Let me tell you something right now. When we were at Mariah Carey, I watched Alicia and Aparna go in the men's room 
<laughs> because the she's women's a full follower when she hasn't had anything to drink. <laughs> I mean, as soon as she told me this, like the part about the rule follower, I was like, okay, well, last night I saw you going in the men's line because it was empty. But okay, I digress. Okay, being the you rule, do what you need to do. I get it. <laughs> In hindsight, we should have done that because you and I ended up having to use a porta potty at the closed Xfinity mm-hmm. Center. I should have in done the dark. Yeah, I should have pulled an Alicia. <laughs> so anyway, um, being the rule follower she is, when she goes to grab the gas handle, she wraps it in paper towels. Right? She doesn't want to be part of the problem. She's trying to be part of the solution. So she wraps the gas handle in paper towels to not spread COVID. And like all of us at the time, she also had a mask. Not wearing it because she's outside. She's not crazy. But she had it like on her wrist. You know how we all had like an arm mm-hmm. party. It was like your Apple Watch, your mask, you know, maybe a bracelet or two. So this is this is how she, this is the situation. Well, the paper towels made it virtually impossible to hold on to the gas pump. And she ends up pulling like Tommy Boy, I'm a maniac, shooting gasoline <laughs> all over the place. She said it was on her car, her shoes, the pavement, soaked her mask gas everywhere so here we go haven't done this in a while what would the kelly's do at this point the fantasy kelly in your subconscious and the real kelly you you're there you haven't pumped one dollar's worth into your car and it's gone everywhere what would you do well okay most likely i would get in my car and drive away Mm -hmm. me too maybe i would take 20 bucks or whatever if i had cash (laughs) And put it by the window and then run away and get in my car and drive. Well, actually, if you spilled gas, you paid for the spilled gas. That's true. Because if she did the credit card, she yeah. paid up front. Yeah. So if I, pay, if I did that and I paid up front, I would immediately drive away and go to another gas station. You're getting the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not what Alicia does. <laughs> she gets everything under control, gets it in the hole. Hey yo, and goes inside. She's gonna admit her wrongdoings to the workers inside. So, again, remember it's the height of 2020. So she she enters a store and they immediately start freaking out and saying like she's not wearing her mask. Yeah, you gotta wear your mask. You gotta wear. You can't come inside. Don't take one step more. And she's like, well, I can't put my mask on. It's soaked in gasoline. And they just keep saying like, we're sick of anti-maskers. You're not allowed in the building. Put your mask on or don't come in here. So she puts her mask on, basically chloroforming herself. <laughs> and to make light of the situation, she's like, okay, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a little joke to like win them over. So she gets closer to him and says, you know, you see, I spilled gas everywhere out there on accident and even got on my mask. And now you force me to wear a gas mask, if you will. <laughs> and she said, like all jokes in that time of our life, it wasn't landing. So <clears throat> I'm thinking they thought she was crazy, and they told her not to worry about it. Like, get this crazy lady out of right. here. Um, and I think it was fine by her because she said she was worried if she got close to any open flames inside the gas station, right. it was going to explode. She would combust. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, another thing that's strange, this may be an unpopular opinion, but some people like the smell of gasoline. So, I mean... All she needed to do was go find whoever those people are in her life and hang out with them that day. Right. But, <clears throat> I mean, I don't mind the smell of gasoline, but on a mask right in front of my face. Yeah. Different story. I wouldn't want to, like, 
bottle it up and spray it on me. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm not like, it's not like skunk. Oh, day. Gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? This was when I was in middle school. So you were probably preschool, elementary school. And so much younger than you. <laughs> Gap. Gap put out this realistic line of perfumes. And one of them was called Grass. Do you remember this? No. Oh, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> I'm to allergic to it. grass. It's going to be great. It's going to be grass and cat dander. I'm going to get you them in bottle form for your birthday. Maybe gasoline too. See, I'll, I'll talk to Alicia about that. So, Alicia. I feel like though if you'd wore the gasoline. Yeah. Then you can sing that song. This you know? girl's on fire? Gasoline. Oh. Not this girl's on fire. That's taking it too far. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that song. Is it Hispanic? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that didn't come up in Mexico City. I don't remember that song. <laughs> Alicia, thank you for your story. I don't know what took you so long. And I never will, but thank you. And she actually, I don't know if she felt bad for taking so long, but she sent me an additional story that we will be using in a future podcast. Oh, okay. So thank you. Good sport award. Good sport award to Alicia. Long time coming. So, okay, today's final story. Are you ready for this? Sure. Now, I'm going, I'm going to tell everyone, when I wrote this script, when I picked this topic, I thought we were going to be surrounded by the refrigerator bandit, his wife, LB, our friends, Chris and Steph, Megan and John, Bill. I thought we were going to have a whole audience because this is a really, really funny story. So I'm putting a lot of pressure on you. Oh, okay. To find this funny. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I should. For our two listeners. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm so sad that we're just doing this on Wednesday at 1.30 sober. But here we go. And okay. Courtney's kids could give two shits about yeah. this story. They're not listening. <laughs> they are in my house, though. I've threatened them. I hear them. I hear things like crashing and <laughs> fighting. But, I mean, just just give mommy... A few minutes to record her podcast. <laughs> Mommy's got to do some work. Okay, here we go. Today's final story comes from someone who wishes to remain anonymous. And the story is a little lengthy, so I've tried my best to condense it to only the most important details. I will try to really emphasize the most important facts. Now, also, the only reason I wrote that in the script is because I thought we were going to have Suter in the audience who constantly stops listening and then ruins the punchline. <laughs> and, you know, so I was, that's why that was written in there. I have more faith in you. Okay. Suter's a real multitasker. So he's not always listening to the podcast when we're doing the podcast. You know, you've seen him. He's like, yes, multitasker. he's on his phone. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, making rule, a drink. Ruling the world. Yeah, he's our bartender. So he sometimes misses. The, so that was really for him and anyone else who weren't going to pay attention, but I've got your full attention. She only has one phone with her. There's no sports on. I love on. my work phone at home. She's really she's on vacation now. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is going to be a real challenge to not reveal the characters in this story, but I'm going to try my very best. It was around this time of year, and the family in our story, which was a middle-aged mom and dad and their kids, were visiting relatives for one night in Podunk. Do you know what Podunk means? Yes, it's there. I'm not where saying you live. I'm not saying they're from where I live. There's podunks all over the world. <laughs> but they were in BFE. And it was so remote and rural that to go to dinner the one night they're there visiting, it was an hour drive to any restaurant. 
So here's the first fact you need to remember. For dinner, they went to LB's favorite restaurant. Just joking. He hates this place. Shoney's. Shoney's. <laughs> now we know where it is. <laughs> Nothing screams the holidays like Shoney's. <laughs> and there were a couple other more family-pleasing options. But why do you think they chose Shoney's? Why would you drive an hour just to go to Shoney's? Well, let me tell you. It was because of the ever-luxurious and coveted all-you-can-eat seafood buffet night. <laughs> so they went to the seafood buffet night at Shoney's. And boy, oh boy, was the dad in this story killing it at the buffet. He was really getting his money worth with all-you-can-eat option. He was having to compensate for the fact that his kids were basically eating dinner rolls because they all hated seafood. And I'm pretty sure his wife just had sweet tea. So he was eating enough for five. And in their defense, an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet up in the middle of landlocked BFE does not sound fresh or appealing to me either. No, it does not. No. So, gross. It's It sounds concerning. I know. I don't know. Would I rather eat expired marinara, chicken thigh soup, or would I want to go to all-you-can-eat seafood buffet at Shoney's? What would the Kellys do? <laughs> Those are two options. I actually think I would let Matt make me expired marinara <laughs> chicken stuff. Hey, that's one for you, city boy. You got to vote in your corner, even though even though we roasted you on that episode. There you go. So I would probably rather eat chicken thighs than a seafood buffet at Shoney's. So satisfied with his gluttony, they make the one-hour trip back to the relative's house to get a good night's sleep because they're only staying for one night. This was just a one-night thing. So the next, the next morning, here's the second fact. They're packing up their stuff, which is basically nothing, because they only came for one night. And these, these kids are older, so they're basically wearing the same pants and have changed their underwear and shirt. You know, you know how that goes. Right. Get in, get out. Less to pack, less laundry. So you know the drill. Anybody with a bunch of kids going somewhere for just one night. I mean, I let my kids sleep in their clothes usually. And wear those, like there's not even pajamas in the mix. A few toothbrushes. Right. There you go. So they get, they wake up, they get in their um, minivan to start the drive back home. Like sayonara podunk, okay. Do-do-do, driving back home in their minivan when all of a sudden, third fact, the dad starts to feel not so great. <laughs> His stomach, which is full of last night's overindulgence of seafood, is getting ready to turn on him. And again, podunk, there's nowhere convenient really to stop. So he decides to release a little of the pressure as he's driving, if you know what I mean, <laughs> seeing if that helps. Hashtag gas station. <laughs> oh, good one. He's seeing if that might help a stomach pain, but it's not enough. The seafood buffet is coming back to haunt him and it's doing so with a vengeance. And he trusted his fart a little too much and bam. Shrimp poo-poo platter, now in his underoos. <laughs> <laughs> so here he is. And ladies and gentlemen, you would think this is this story's funny enough to stop here. But right. oh no. <laughs> so here he is in the driver's seat, in podunk, podunk, having a panic attack, trying to levitate off his seat to not like get literal shit on the driver's seat. And is his loving family being understanding? No. No, no they are not. Saying, I told you so. They are gagging. <laughs> 
<laughs> demanding the windows ro- be rolled down, even though there's snow on the so- outside. And they're chastising him for everyone living through the consequences of his decision to go ham at the seafood buffet 12 hours earlier. So this, this continues on when finally hallelujah, they see, and I don't know if this part's true, but I changed this for the story. They see a mechanic <laughs> slash gas station combo, which when you drive through a rural place, almost every gas station has a mechanic attached to it because there's not enough of right. them. We have one here in fabulous Glen Allen, actually. That's the gas station I prefer. Glen Allen, right there by the Glen Allen market. Oh, right, right. Yep. And anyway, next fact. He pulls into this gas station and he has to go ask for a key to use the bathroom. And sometimes, you know, the keys are for bathrooms that are outside, but this one was actually inside the building. Oh, they just keep it say, locked. When you have a key, you know it's going to be the one of the grossest gas station bathrooms you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And it's usually, I mean, I don't know this for a fact. I didn't research this, but back home where I'm from, which this is not exactly in my hometown, I'm not saying. <laughs> It's a, quite a ways away for you not to just drive home. So, okay. He, there are a lot of hikers and hitchhikers that will, like, use the bathroom as their pit stop. Right. Which is absolutely heinous. These are people who haven't bathed in months that stop in a gas station. So, that's probably why the door's locked. I'm guessing. So, he goes to ask for the key. And they reluctantly give it to him because he's shit-soaked. And basically has to do like the um, adult male version of a kid with turds in their diaper to walk to the bathroom (laughs) in the back of the store. Okay, so he's in there forever. And his wife is starting to feel bad for him. You know, know, we've all been there where your husband or wife's or child's decisions have related, resulted in their own consequences and at first you're so mad at them because you probably told them not to do it but then you know like the Grinch your heart grows and you're like okay I feel sorry like like, let's help them that part's (laughs) over they feel bad enough let's help them now so she gets out baby wipes and is trying to clean up the crime scene in the driver's seat they have all the doors wide open in the parking lot and after an alarming amount of time she's like I'm gonna go check on him so she sees when she goes, she goes into the gas station and she sees there's like a, quite a bit of congestion at the counter and she's trying to get any of their attention because she can't see right away where the bathroom is. So she whispers like, where's the bathroom? And they look at her with a complete look of horror and disgust on their faces because they know what's going on in the bathroom <laughs> and they, they jud- like gesture very subtly back at the gas station. So she finds it and she, she knocks on the door. He opens it for her, and there's doo-doo everywhere. He was having, like, a complete bowel evacuation in this tiny bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. She said he was in a full sweat, and she's trying not to vomit because of the situation. <laughs> and he's trying to, his best to clean up the mess with the one-half-ply toilet paper you have in there, you know, like the Scott <laughs> toilet paper. So she's like, how can I help you? You know, he goes, please go to the car and see if anyone, anyone packed a second pair of pants. He goes, because I had to throw mine away. He said, they're in the trash, along with my underwear and my socks. (laughs) How bad does it have to be for your socks to be damaged? Anyway, so he threw all that away. So so he's Winnie the Pooh, and only thing he has left is, is a shirt. She goes to the minivan, and the kids are being less than patient. She explains the situation. Here's another fact. Only one kid out of her three kids had a pair of pants 
either at all or that they were willing to give to their shit-covered dad. So she goes back into the gas station with her 15-year-old daughter's yoga pants. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least they're stretchy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So she hands them to him, and she leaves because the smell's so heinous. She can't stand there. So she's, like, covering her face from embarrassment when she walks back out. And she notices when she, like, walks by that the energy at the cashier area, like the two people that work there, it is not good. They're trying to like wait on other customers and she's just not making eye contact. She's, she's kind of like, you know, you with the $20 bill. She, she, she knows she should apologize, but they're still in the thick of it and she can't do it yet. Right. 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 So she just keeps walking and praying that he will be done soon. So goes back to the minivan, staring blankly ahead because there's no cell phone service in Podunk. And they're all just out in the car when all these other cars pull up, like three cars all at once, which is exciting when there's nothing else to look at. So it seems like a different than normal situation. All these cars pulling out at once. And they're all, she's, she tells the kids, she's like, guys, what's going on? And they watch. I don't know if they were unmarked police cars or what, but police officers are getting out of the cars. And so she's like, oh, shit. They've called the police on him. <laughs> So she's freaking out. I would be too. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, this is taking an unbelievable long amount of time. You can smell it when you walk in the store. Like, it's obvious what's happening in there. And maybe they were good citizens thinking he was needed an ambulance. You know, I don't know. But she does, like, the sneak walk against, like, the back where the coolers are. You know how you do in a gas station. Mm -hmm. And goes to around the way so they don't see her. And she's, like freaking out like slamming on the door and she's like we have to get the hell out of here they've called the cops on you and he starts freaking out too so he's trashing everything trying to clean up all the half ply toilet paper all his clothing and he walks out in like women's size extra small yoga pants he's over six feet tall i think he looked like um one of the guys in the nutcracker ballet probably (laughs) and he's doing this walk of shame and so she shows him she goes when we leave here you're gonna do the same route i took and go against the wall so they don't see us we want the police to see you. So here they go. This man dressed like this and her, they're walking out. And as they get to the front door, they're about to open the door to leave. And it's like a scuffle at the cashier. And they see the policeman on top of a guy wearing a ski mask. <laughs> they were being robbed at the same time. <laughs> so they run to the minivan and take off. And it turns out they did not call the cops because of shit They were getting robbed. <laughs> And that's why the cashier had a look of horror on their face. And that's why the cashier wouldn't answer her right away about where the bathrooms were. Probably trying to save her life. (laughs) So they're in there hitting the panic button while he's cleaning the crap out of his socks, you know? Look, in hindsight, though, the shit saved them. Saved their life. (laughs) Saved by the seafood buffet. I guess the moral of the story here is do not. Do the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet if you're trapped in a minivan the next morning without a change of clothes. <laughs> is, is that what you're taking away from this? <laughs> yes. I would go a little bit deeper to say don't do it on the, you know, landlocked Shoney's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kn- he knows that she's told me the story, but I haven't talked to him about it yet, and I can't wait. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. And this story came out because like everybody has told me they don't have stories. And this one person, I was like, I know y'all have some stories and you got to tell me, I know a lot of your stories and I can't tell them. You got to tell me when I can tell. And they were like, well, do you know about the, 
the Shoney's gas station story. And I was like, what? No, I never heard that. They told me I was crying. <laughs> I mean, that's like out of a movie. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. And I can't believe the, the, the robber did not <laughs> decide to go to the next gas station because of the smell. smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, that's, you bring up a good point. I wonder if he was robbing them as the guy, I mean, he, they may have been already at the register chit-chatting with the robber when right. he asked for the key. Right. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I'm sure the robber regretted this for so many reasons because his last moment of freedom was in a seafood from Shoney shit haze. <laughs> Terrible. Look, the robber got what he deserved. That's right. Then. Hey, kids, you don't rob people. Don't rob people because they... <laughs> There might be someone shitting nearby. <laughs> they drove him to the jails. They drove him to jail and they explain that what had just happened in the bathroom where he was robbing and the judge goes, you've been through enough. We're going to let you go. Probation. <laughs> okay, Kelly. You have to work in an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet. <laughs> you got to work in an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet and clean up the bathroom afterwards. <laughs> okay, let's hear your should have been a critic unpopular story. Unpopular opinion story for today. Okay, so as we said, today is we're recording this on January third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. Mm. I know it's a thing, but I feel like I feel like you can start a change anytime. There you have it's it. Very people. wholesome. <laughs> When you're perfect like Kelly, you don't need one day of the year to jumpstart your perfection. Am I going to (laughs) probably eat healthier this month than I did last month? 100%. 100%. Okay. Because it went down the tubes the past several weeks, especially the past four days that I spent with Courtney and the refrigerator bandit. (laughs) LB Bill and his lovely wife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 12 days of fatness didn't stop. When that podcast ended last week, y'all. <laughs> we really blew it out the water. It was a great time, though. It was a good time. It was, it was worth it. It was so a great time. yes. This month, I will likely go back to what what I should say is probably normal. Yeah, normal eating. Well, I have a question about this. So, are, are you not a fan of resolutions? But you're. It's okay if people set a goal for the year. Yes. Yeah. Me too. Yes. I don't like resolutions because one. It's stereotypical that you will likely break them by the time you get to the end of January. Mm-hmm. So I prefer, yes, goals. And then when you hit that goal, then you go to the next goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I'll never forget. It was the New Year's after I got engaged. And I was like, I'm going to go to the gym. So I joined the gym, right? And I'm on the treadmill. And it's packed in there. It's like January 2nd. And this like meathead guy comes up to me he goes how much longer are you gonna be on the treadmill and I was like I don't know only like 15 minutes I don't know he goes god I hate the beginning of the year where <laughs> everybody comes here with their new year's resolutions I'm like god <laughs> I do like when I used to go to the gym I did hate January January because it was so freaking crowded and if you like when you went there, you yes. Yeah, I know. Some people were on the treadmill and you're like, what the hell? But hey, they're trying to make themselves better. So you can't fault them for that. Get out of their way. <laughs> you know, get a Peloton. Do some work out at home. I don't know what to tell you. I know, but I hear I hear what you're saying. I'm all about some goals, achieving some goals, you know, through the year. Yes. But I don't I don't love a resolution because 
let's be honest, all they do is set me up for failure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to make any resolutions. Now, will I, like I said, will I focus on eating healthier this month, but keep it consistent for the next month? Yes, that's my goal. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. Well, lovers and friends, our next episode, we might have to highlight a certain little lady's birthday coming up. Whose birthday? Oh, your my birthday, 21st? Your 21st. <laughs> I'm going to have to really go over the top. I don't know what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> After you drug me out of the worst hangover I've had in the third decade of my life. So, you know, stay tuned, lovers and friends. Thanks for the support. Hope you've enjoyed this first episode of the new year. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on all the things. And until next time, bye, lovers. Bye, y'all. Happy new year. Stay awkward. <laughs>